Long History's Random UK Prime Minister of the Week. Prime Minister number 56, Liz Truss. The payoff. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Random UK Prime Minister of the Week. And finally our random number generator has given us a number in the contemporary era. And this is the Prime Minister from 2022. A very interesting record-breaking Prime Minister who we'll look at in more detail here. Here on Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, we literally take a Prime Minister at random and then ask a few questions, such as what are they like, how did they get into the job, what did they achieve in office, and why did they eventually leave the job. And as all the events here happened very recently, these are particularly interesting questions in this context. Now we've already randomly covered many Prime Ministers here on Long History, in our series Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, so if this is of interest to you, there'll be lots more to explore on your podcast provider and on our website longhistory.net where all the episodes are gathered together. So here we go with the Prime Minister who I was going to say was controversial, but actually the more we look at these Prime Ministers, the more we realise they're all pretty controversial really. This is Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, number 56, Liz Truss, the payoff. She was Prime Minister in 2022. After 23 random Prime Ministers we've covered here on Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, we finally get to one who isn't male. By the time Liz Truss became Prime Minister, it was no longer a curiosity for a woman to become a Prime Minister. Her Premiership, at least on that level, was met with some indifference, really. So that, at least, was good. Only another 50 or so female Prime Ministers to go before we have parity, however... So don't get too excited about female equality just yet. This episode has been given the subtitle The Payoff, partly because Liz Truss's premiership has still not been fully digested. We don't know what the result, the payoff, of Liz Truss's tenure is yet. Long History's random UK Prime Minister of the Week doesn't attempt to be satirical, yet also we don't want to be too po-faced about politics, and when she was in office, Liz Truss was, for good or bad, treated as something of a joke, really, particularly by one tabloid newspaper, which predicted that Liz Truss's premiership would not last as long as a lettuce. The newspaper had a live stream of the lettuce in question, and, well, the lettuce won. This amused many people, of course, but not Liz Truss herself, though at least in one interview called the lettuce episode puerile. Liz Truss was Prime Minister for a record-breaking 50 days, the shortest term ever by a Prime Minister, beating George Canning at 119 days into a distant second place. And we've already created an episode about George Canning if you're interested in why his tenure was so short. Now, of course, that lettuce episode was always intended to be funny, and we, of all people, don't want to be the ones with the sour, pious expression when everyone else is laughing. But if the payoff, the punchline for some, was that a lettuce beat Liz Truss for longevity, well, Liz Truss wasn't the only one who didn't find the joke funny. For the people living through the cost of living crisis at the time, whose mortgages soared thanks to Liz Truss's approach to politics, every month, when they have to pay their mortgage, the same payoff is repeated over and over again. What is Liz Truss like? This is the first Prime Minister we've covered who is still actually alive. And here at Long History, we're only interested in a public persona, really. Nothing too personal. Truss is clearly ambitious, 
but unlike her predecessor as Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, she displays none of that instinctive wit and charm, which can be seen as a good or a bad thing, really, and she has been mocked for some of her missteps while making speeches. Now, examples are available online, I don't need to list them here. A generous assessment would point out that Truss was compared particularly to her predecessors, unprepared for the intense level of public scrutiny that came when the spotlight shone on her. This, in turn, perhaps exposed a lack of that Eton and Oxbridge debating and speaking sheen of those two predecessors. And actually, this can also be seen as a good thing. Some premiers seem to be destined for the top job, with Anthony Eden, for example, we've created an episode on him also, and he waited so long to become Prime Minister that arguably he was past his prime by the time he got the role. The aforementioned George Canning was another Premier who had seemed destined for the role, but waited just a bit too long until he died in office before he could fulfil any Prime Ministerial promise he might have had. Liz Truss, we could perhaps argue, came to the role too soon, not too late. The way she fell at the first hurdle as soon as she became Prime Minister suggested someone with firm beliefs, yes, but someone who'd read the books but hadn't tried her theories out in the real world, perhaps. Truss seemed very willing to brand herself as another Margaret Thatcher, and even though that will always appeal to a certain part of the electorate, it's something that needs to be thought through. In many ways, it's just too big a reputation to follow. It's like trying to be Churchillian. You only reveal yourself to be sub-Churchillian, really. And I might humbly suggest that the next Churchill or Thatcher will probably not come to the table announcing that they're a Churchill or Thatcher. They'll just, metaphorically, sit down at the table. They won't be copying them. Liz Truss married her husband, Hugh O'Leary, in 2000. Together they have two daughters. What was the historical background? It's very recent history, of course, and when Liz Truss was in office, the Covid pandemic was trailing away. Joe Biden became president in January 2021, but Trumpism still dominated US politics. In 2022, war returned to Europe when the leader of Russia, Putin, invaded Ukraine, and we seem to be in the midst of a big gesture era of politics. Trump and Putin were two examples of that, but in the UK we definitely had our own examples too. And what was happening in the UK at the time? Well, of course, we're too close to summarise all these things, but although Trump and Putin were making the news across the world, in the UK such populism had perhaps, by 2022, been at least undermined by the complexities and the reality of Brexit, which had already dragged on for six years and more, depending on how you count it. The unpalatable details of Boris Johnson's tenure as Prime Minister during the pandemic also meant, perhaps, that the British had had more than enough of politics as a sport and wanted people who focused on actual solutions rather than, or at least as well as, the slogans and the mudslinging. During Liz Truss's premiership in the meantime, by sheer coincidence, the longest reigning monarch in the United Kingdom's history, that era-defining Elizabeth II, died. And this was just about the only event that could possibly overshadow the news at the time. Politics was poisonous, Brexit having exposed political divides that weren't accounted for by the current political setup. 
There were then and even now there were no obvious solutions and there was a sense, and Liz Truss was very much part of this, that politics was trying but failing to reset itself to reflect this evolving reality. Who could vote? In each episode of Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, we like to ask the question who could vote in order to trace the evolution of democracy over the years in the UK. And in the 2010s and the early 2020s, a rather bizarre and almost forgotten trend in British politics returned. Short premierships in quick succession. Now these were quite common in the 1700s, but seemed to have been consigned to the past when more and more people got the vote. Yet, in the 2010s, the trend emerged again with a quick succession of premiers. It was almost as if the country, grappling with the existential Brexit issue, returned to a default setting of around 250 years ago, when there was this little problem with 13 colonies. At that time, there were six or seven prime ministers in quick succession before America declared its independence. America wanted its independence then, and the UK was grappling with its own sense of independence in the 2010s and 20s. In the more recent era, a series of four prime ministers in a row were chosen by the political party in power rather than the public, and only two of those eventually had their mandates backed by a general election. Liz Truss and perhaps her successor Rishi Sunak were the extreme result of that phenomenon. These were prime ministers picked by a party, who arguably never seemed particularly popular with the voters, who hadn't been asked either way. And this is perhaps that rather depressing link between these years and those years before America declared its independence, when prime ministers also weren't really democratically chosen, there was a sort of proto-democracy in the UK at the time. In those years, the king and a few aristocrats and landed gentry chose the prime minister, and in more recent years, the conservative party members chose the prime minister. And the ins and outs of it can be debated, but it never really comes across well when a Prime Minister is only chosen by a small clique. What was Liz Truss's background? She was born in Oxford in 1975, to a solidly middle-class family, I would say, and the family moved around in Truss's early years, principally settling in Lees, the city in the north of England. Here, her father taught at the eponymous university, and her mother was a nurse. Truss studied in a number of schools as her parents worked in various places, but she mainly studied at the Roundhay School in a smart Leeds suburb. She went to Oxford University, studying the standard degree for many modern politicians, philosophy, politics and economics. At that time, apparently, she was part of the Liberal Democrats, but she did soon move over to the Conservatives. She became more and more active in politics after she left university and stood for election a number of times, beginning with safe Labour seats she wasn't likely to win, until her promising performance began to attract the party's attention when David Cameron became its leader. Eventually, Trust became an MP in 2010 when the Conservatives were in government alongside the Liberal Democrats, who had their first glimpse of political power since the early 20th century, albeit only in a coalition. She had various jobs in government over the next decade, including Environment Secretary, Justice Secretary, International Trade Secretary and, most prominently, Foreign Secretary just before she became Prime Minister. How did Liz Truss become Prime Minister? Although politics in the early 2020s has been rather poisonous, Truss's rise to power was quite simple, actually. 
Her predecessor, Boris Johnson, relied on his charisma to get him through many scrapes, but by 2022 his misdeeds were catching up with him. When it was revealed that there had been a number of social events in 10 Downing Street, just at the time when other people were not allowed to see their loved ones dying in hospital during the Covid pandemic, many people stopped seeing the funny side to Boris Johnson's puckishness. The Conservative Party itself turned its back on the man who had led them to a significant electoral victory actually, which in turn led to his resignation. It was up to the Conservative Party to decide who would be the next Premier, and Truss, the Foreign Secretary since September of the year before, eventually stood against Rishi Sunak for the Premiership after many rounds of decision making. In that final round it was Conservative Party members themselves who decided who was to head their party and hence who would become Prime Minister, and Truss won that vote by what seemed a decisive 57.4% to Rishi Sunak's 42.6%. What were Liz Truss's biggest achievements as Prime Minister? Now he always asks this same question in every episode of Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, and it's surprising just how often how difficult it is to talk about a Prime Minister in terms of achievements. So Liz Truss isn't unique in being problematic here. And what we can say is that there's a cliché in modern times involving politicians offering change. They always seem to offer it, and we're never quite sure what it means. But when Liz Truss swept into office, she gave the Conservative Party the change that its members had asked for. Again, there was a sense that politics wanted needed to reset itself but wasn't finding the right solutions. And what went wrong with Liz Truss? Well... Unfortunately, the slogans of a prime ministerial election campaign to a group of people, the Conservative Party, whose political opinions are firmly one way and firmly agree with yours, this doesn't necessarily translate into the real world. Truss became Prime Minister on the 6th of September 2022, and on the 23rd of the same month, she and her Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, put forward their mini-budget, giving the Conservative Party members and the right-wing press exactly what they wanted. One newspaper proclaimed its delight at what it called, to paraphrase, a real Conservative Party budget. This was to the news that the party would abolish the 45% tax rate for the richest, that it would cancel other tax rises, and that it would cancel the ceilings that had been imposed on bankers' bonuses, all with the hopes of stimulating the economy. This form of economics was called trossonomics, and it involved a strong belief in trickle-down economics, where, by helping the rich, the wealth would eventually trickle down to the less wealthy. Such a belief, in turn, involved encouraging free trade and keeping regulation to a minimum. It all sounds great in theory. Truss had, however, stumbled into major decisions, apparently without taking people with her and without realising what effects such ideology-driven choices could have on the real world. From the outset, this seemed a little like utopian student politics, and Truss's actions promptly backfired. It was interesting to see at that moment just where the power in the UK lay, and in this case, the money markets had their say. Truss had tried to put together tax cuts and increased spending. To many, the calculations just didn't work out. More supportive members of the press saw it as a bold bet for Britain. But there was also a disbelieving response from other members of the media, and not just from the left. 
who said that the country's stability was being sacrificed for no obvious benefit. And even Joe Biden, President of the United States, stepped in, stating that tax cuts were a mistake. It was perhaps a reassuring sign that the UK still had an effect on world affairs, albeit a negative effect on the whole world economy in this case. Why did Liz Truss stop being Prime Minister? Well, the result of all this was that the pound fell after the mini-budget and Kuateng was forced to change his mind and reverse the plan to cut the 45% tax rate almost two weeks after announcing it, on the 3rd of October. On the 14th of October, Truss replaced Kuateng with Jeremy Hunt as Chancellor of the Exchequer, who seemed to be a more stable pair of hands. Only five days later, in a moment that it's hard to think about without wincing, Truss replied to a question by opposition leader Keir Starmer by saying that she was a fighter, not a quitter. Well, one day later, she stopped fighting and did indeed quit, to be replaced by her rival in that leadership election, Rishi Sunak, who, well, no one actually voted for, not even Conservative Party members. Yay, democracy? So we were in a strange situation where Truss had given many people, and particularly Conservative Party members and certain members of the press, exactly what they wanted. But there was a sense of, well, be careful what you ask for, because you might get it. Why should we remember Liz Truss? With events so near, it's difficult to view what happened with Liz Truss with any sense of reflection, really. There's a sense that the payoff, in the sense of the result of what happened, is still not known. At the time of recording, it looked like that rotating series of Conservative Prime Ministers, increasingly distanced from public approval, was going to be replaced. Perhaps the payoff is a Labour government, who can tell? We can actually, however, celebrate Truss for being the third female PM, and it is getting all the more noticeable that none of those female Prime Ministers have been from the supposedly more progressive left. But the notion of a female Prime Minister does seem to have become normalised now. Truss's connection with Leeds and her non-Etonian education are welcome breaks from the narrowest of establishment educations of her predecessors. Most memorably, Liz Truss was Premier when Queen Elizabeth II died, and it looks like she'll always be remembered for her record-breaking time in office. Although Liz Truss's time in politics is not over yet, so anything can happen. Although Liz Truss seemed to want to be a new Margaret Thatcher, at this stage it seems unlikely that even Thatcher herself would have been able to save the day for the exhausted Conservative Party. After over a decade in power, after Covid, and the seemingly never-ending Brexit debates. 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 Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Random UK Prime Minister of the Week. Now, with each episode, we always insist that this is just an introduction to a Prime Minister, a few sketchy details so that you can do your own research. And this is the first time we've touched our toe in the waters of contemporary Prime Ministers. And we are well aware of the pitfalls of getting a few details wrong and even dropping a few clangers here and there. So please forgive us and just see this as your starting point to learn more about the Prime Ministers of the UK. Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please give it a like and share it with anyone who might be interested. This was 
Random UK Prime Minister of the Week, number 56, Liz Truss, The Payoff. Goodbye.